Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. As always, I am here, Alon. And I'm here too. That's me, Ara. Alright, we have another show for you this week, as we try to do every single week. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit about our show, and by that I mean basically our email addresses, chatterboxgameshow.com is the website. We talk about games, and uh, you know, I played a game recently, Ara. Is that so? I did. That makes two of us. By recently, I mean about five minutes ago. I played this game, Cinemora. Yeah. Which is a game that you told me to play. I when you told sure me I did. The first time, when you texted me a few days ago, had you played the full game or just the demo? Just, just the demo, and then I was thinking to myself, how long would it take me to actually buy it? And if I was going to buy it or not. You mean like how long would it take you to muster up the courage to buy this digitally distributed game? Well, it's not a matter of courage, but... Um, I did have to muster up something in order to go through with it. Um, what does it cost? Is it a fifteen dollars? It's game? yeah, it's a fifteen dollars game. Mm. Here, here's the interesting thing: is um, maybe maybe you know this about me, and maybe our listeners don't, uh, or maybe they do. Um, but when a new game comes out, it's it's well, the obvious part is I'm always very skeptical, right? And I I've been so skeptical, right? And I've been burned so many times that when I played this, I was like, oh, this, this could be the one. This could be. I, I don't know what that means. I'll tell you in a minute. It's just it's the one to buy. <laughs> this could be that one. Have you, have you had points sitting in your, your Xbox Live account? Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. This could be the one... But I didn't like. I don't want to get too excited too soon and disappoint myself, you know. And and I've it's certainly been the case that I've played you know a demo of a game and had a really favorable impression, and then when I actually got the real thing, it's like why did I why did I do this? Right? Immediate buyer's remorse when you actually get the thing. Although I got to say that hasn't happened in a while. Um, that's probably because you haven't tried many games. No, um, I think that it's because they actually they've been getting better at representing what the games like in demos in general. But anyway, I digress. Okay, so what is this the one experience? <sighs> Look, let me put it to you this way, right? I think the best way that I can classify this game or describe it is I think this is a five year game. I don't understand, and by that I mean. I think a game this good only comes out once every five years. Now, I have to tell our listeners a little story. So I was playing this game, and you were there beside me, as as you are so many times when you tell me, hey, you need to play this game, and you just sit there and watch. Um, the only information I got from you, like the only statements about the game, other than one very specific, just, hey, you can do that, right? Anytime you expressed an opinion... While I was playing, yeah, it was a negative opinion. <laughs> it was something they did wrong. Yes. So it uh, it's curious to me to hear you talk about how this is such a phenomenal game. Like you're categorizing it as something so special. Yeah. You won't play another game like it for five years. Yeah. Um, but all you did was tell me things that were, were bad with it. So what is it that makes it so special? Well, it's not without its faults, obviously. And we'll, we'll certainly get to those. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, we, we should talk about the good things too. You're right. You know, I mean, there's, gosh, there's so many, let me see. I, I kind of started writing down some notes cause there's like so many things I wanted to say about this game. Most notably for me is that they did all the voice acting in Hungarian. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty sure it's Hungarian. I, after listening to it as much, cause there's a lot of voice yeah. voiceover in this game. Yeah. Um, and I, I grew up with Hungarian in my household, yeah. so I'm fairly familiar with it. Uh, but I don't know actual words, so like I just I just know sounds. Right. Well, I I also do not know actual words, and I don't know actual sounds either. Okay, but I was I've I've been exposed to it a lot. I'm just horrible at languages, so I never learned it. But um, it's it's most definitely hung, Hungarian, especially given that the company is a Hungarian company. That that pretty much solidifies it for me. Yeah. So so here's the interesting thing: the whole like universe of this game is like this alternate universe, right? 
they got their own universe. They got their own anthropomorphic characters, which are basically straight out of Star Fox. They're not straight. They out are, of Star dude. Fox. It is. Uh, there are some species that are the same as the species of characters in Star Fox. It's essentially a space shooter, although it's not really space, right? Um, it's terrestrial, but it's a shooter, and the characters are like some furry-faced thing and something that is basically a frog or some other type of amphibian, but dressed up in, like, clothes and flying airplanes. It is clearly based on Star Fox. It's, I think you're making too much... You have, you have clearly not been exposed to enough furry games, my friend. <laughs> I guess not. It, it really crushes my heart to have to say that word, but... Yeah, listen, the, the rest of the game, the actual gameplay, not Star Fox. Okay, okay, but this is... I was getting to a point about this. Um, Christ, I hope I can remember what it was. So, anyway... Um, Alternate universe. Yeah, it's got this alternate universe, right? And it's like this very, very... I mean, like, this is the one of the nice things, the really nice things about this game, is that it's a very, very well-developed, lush... Like, not in, not just in terms of visuals, but, like, the world is very lush. It's clearly some other planet that has been... Uh, they've taken great care to realize in very, very specific ways. You know, I would not be surprised if you know, in part of the development of this product. Like, this is the kind of things where, like, they make a universe and, like, a Bible about the universe and they, like, basically create, like, a hundred times more detail than you ever need to for the actual game product. But but for whatever, for worse or better, the, the, the backstory and the background and the universe is there and it has its details, right? Um, so, yeah, like, they, they did, like... um you know, this game in some ways, like, sensibility-wise, at least in the setting, like, kind of reminds me of Klonoa. And one thing they did in Klonoa, which was really cool, was that they had, like, their own, like, made-up artificial language. But it was... Hungarian sure sounds like that. Yeah, a little bit, actually. And, and it was, like, um, you know, they didn't have, like, real words in Klonoa, but they made up, like, a gobbledygook sound effecty. Um, language to kind of serve as a proxy. Anyway, all, the reason why I'm going into all this is because um, it would be even more impressive if they made up a completely, um, completely just fictional language for the product. But it's you're probably right. It's probably Hungarian. I'm. We're gonna say it's Hungarian. Yeah, which trust, is that's still pretty cool. Trust me on this one. What's interesting though is is basically that nobody playing it will know that. I did. I certainly. I had no idea until you mentioned that it sounded like Hungarian. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So we we got the scoop. <laughs> it is. It is most definitely Hungarian. Um, so so let, let me talk about more awesome things about the game. Yeah, I, I think it's important to touch on the gameplay, not just the language yeah. spoken. So well, there's just so many things. So it might take a while before we get to gameplay. <laughs> Latin Latin title. If you didn't know yet, Cine Mora is Latin. Okay. Can't go wrong with Latin. I mean, if I had to guess, I probably would have, but I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Latin always makes your game better. It's like a secret like list in, in game design secrets, if you didn't know that. Um, gosh, what else is there? It's just the really, like, the thing that surprised me the most is that, like, this developer, Digital Reality, right? Yes. Like, Not mean, a Hungarian title, by the way. I mean... Or name. No, but they are Hungarian, and they are in Hungary. Hungary, yes. And um, I've just... So, like, they're not... They haven't really made any really notable products until now. Um, They did make something that I guess they're known for. There's... I, I mean, I looked at the list of the games they made, and there wasn't anything there that was like, oh, yeah, that was a really good one, you know? And so I'm really shocked to see this product come out at them, come out come out from them because it like it demonstrates like such a fine mastery of like what's good about shooter games in a lot of ways. Now they they've got their problems. We'll get into their problems too. But like clearly the people who worked on this game and who made this game were incredibly well versed in the the canon of shooters that exists and what are good things about them and what are bad things about them and it's funny because I would never ever come up with um, 
the basic game mechanic that they came up with, which which I'll explain in a second, because it's you can get into you, you can kind of trap yourself in certain ways. I'll just say it now that I'm explaining the other part. Um, the whole idea is that you don't have you don't have like a health bar, and when you take hits, you don't die in a conventional way all the time. You basically have a timer. Timer's always there, always counting down. When you just as you destroy enemies, you gain time. But if you get hit, you lose time, right? And so the only way you can get a game over is actually by losing time so that it gets to zero. And here's, here's the one, like, caveat, the, well, the one reason I would never, ever do a system like this um, in a game that I was making is because you can get into a situation where um, you know there might be, like, 20 seconds left and you know there's nothing you can do to win. It's kind. Of, it's it's like a it's like a soft losing state because there's nothing you can do to save yourself from losing. You know that it's coming, but it actually hasn't been physically consummated in terms of you know what's happening in the game yet. And but you can make up for that by giving them a steady stream of of ways to increase your time. Like in in this game, when you destroy an right. Enemy, but what I'm saying is that there's situations where there aren't those. You well, know? then, then so you there are, compensate for that by making sure there are always enemies, right? There, there are ways. Yeah, there's ways to get around it, and um, it's not the actually. The, it's it's funny because it's not actually the biggest problem the game has. It's not even actually one of the bigger problems that the game has. But um, it, it does feel a little unfair when you come to the realization that you should be dead by now because there's nothing you can do to save yourself. It doesn't happen quite often enough, I think, for it to be the worst thing about the game. Alright, well I'm going to kill your thought process right now because we are out of time. Do your worst. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers. How much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox, video game radio. So we were talking about... Cinemora. This will now be the portion of the program where the complaints are leveled against Cinemora. <laughs> I guess I should point out that we are going to talk about something else at some point in this are program. We? Yeah, I, I would like to. I would like to see if we could spend the entire program just talking about Cinemora. No, I don't want to devote the whole, whole show, but I, I do want to stop for a second and and I, I wonder if we could do a better job of describing the game for those who haven't played it. Right, so we already said it's a shooter, and you said it's got like these lush environments. It's it's a horizontal shooter. Here's another thing, actually, why uh, this game is so special to me. There's not been a lot of horizontal shooters that really do like things that I consider like a really like complete, well done shooter does, and. Some of those things include, um, you know, things like just very, very varied and interesting backgrounds, right? Like, it's really important to me for a shooter to actually have you traverse a beautiful looking space, you know? it's But, but don't you always say that Gradius Five is one of the greatest shooters of all time? It is. Doesn't it have incredibly boring backgrounds? Not at all. I think that, I mean, Gradius Five is beautiful looking and... You know, it's not it's not the most diverse range of um, locales that you can fly through, 
but for what it is, it's incredibly beautiful. And that's really important in, in a shooter. There's, you know, the thing that really frustrates me, um, you know, being a shoot 'em up fan from way back when is that most of the releases that come out these days are very, very cookie cutter in terms of graphics. And, you know, it's, it's, you may, you may find it surprising in a little bit uh, to hear me saying these things because usually I'm like 100% gameplay. That's true. You know? But, th- I mean, look, gameplay cannot be divorced from the way things look. And so looks are really, really important. And it's really, and aesthetics are really, really important, right? And, you know, if it's, you know, there's a huge part of the shooter experience that ha- has a lot to do with aesthetics, you know? And, and so most of the shooters that have come out these days, right, have been, like, vertically scrolling. There's no, like, discernible terrain that you're going across in terms of, like, things that affect gameplay. Um, you usually go at, like, one speed, which is very unsatisfying. And by that, by, by that I mean, right, the terrain usually just scrolls at the static rate. Maybe there's a couple layers of parallax. Like, a lot of the cave shooters are doing stuff like this. Um, and it's all stuff you've seen before, you know, time and time again. Um, and even if it's not, it kind of is, is still, like, somehow reminiscent of stuff you've seen before anyway. And... You know, while the environments in this game, like, thematically aren't, like, 100% unique, um, they, I mean, they look really beautiful. And that's really important. There's not a lot of games that do that. It, it is weird to hear you suddenly talk about the importance of graphics, but I... Now, now well, let, let, me, let, me, let me contextualize this properly, right? Well, I, I was going to say that visually, contrast and, and the ability to understand what's going on on the screen is terribly important in a game like this. Those, those kinds of things, right... The, the precise rules, right, the actual details of the dynamics of the gameplay, all those are the things that I always talk about as being the most paramount things. They're still the most paramount things, right? You have to get those things right before you can hope to, in my opinion, get the aesthetic pieces right and still have a good game. So th- I think they've gotten enough of the actual, like, foundation right where, like, okay, now... Because if you play a garbage game with beautiful graphics, it's still a garbage game, you know? But there's also an incompleteness to a really great game that doesn't have very strong aesthetics. And the aesthetics in this game are incredibly strong. You know, it's just, I'm just so, I'm so impressed with it. So that's one thing. Let's see. What, what else can we move on to? Um, well, you were, you were talking about the time, and I don't yeah. know how much we... I was talking about I should be complaining in this segment, actually. Yeah. And I haven't leveled a lot of complaints yet. So let me start with the complaints. So here's the, here's the one thing that I don't understand. I don't understand. There's a few things, actually. That I, they keep doing these things. Even in some of the best games ever, for some reason, they keep on putting these things in. And one of them is you've experienced this a lot. The unintelligible wall of text. Uh, you're talking about the story before the actual gameplay story? So, yeah. So here, here's something that I really, like, I mean, this this has got to be, like, some kind of, like, bizarre indulgence of one of the designers or something. Because I don't understand how... This is a straight-up action game, okay? And you can have a narrative being expressed at the same time as, you know, the gameplay without interfering with it. That's not what I'm talking about, Right. But this is like, I mean, this is like a heart-pumping, fast-paced action game, right? When you prepare to, pl- when you're, when you're going to play this, like, this is the kind of, like, that's the kind of thing that you're expecting to get. That's the kind of thing that you're priming yourself for. You know, you're like, okay, uh, you know, it's like, it's like you're getting into, like, a super fast car, and then they make you read a book. Okay? That's the analogy. And, and what, what happens in this game is that they'll, they'll just, they'll give you a screen of text to read, right? Which, the story, I, I still, like, I played through the content of the whole game, can't really find much intelligible about the story itself. Well, in their defense, they do completely dub over that text with audio. So you could just listen. If I understood Hungarian. If you understand Hungarian, <laughs> you could just listen. You wouldn't have to read. Actually, it's interesting you bring that up, right? Because the fact that they have a Hungarian voiceover... Which, which I'm assuming nobody could understand. I, if you can, you're lucky. Um, but for this, for practical purposes, none of us can understand it. 
and it actually hurts your ability to um, actually comprehend what the text is saying because you're getting hit with all of this stimulus of the voiceover that you don't understand. I think it actually interferes with your ability to like try and read something. It was really hard. Yeah, so, so that made it harder, right? The other thing, too, is that like because the lore and the background of this game, the, the lore is so complex and deep and well-developed, the story just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure someone just wanted to feel artsy or that they did a terribly good job, and so they made it complex rather than just limiting it to like three bullet points like your civilization's being destroyed right you want to take it back right go get them son like that's what it should be yeah yeah and there's like there's all this i mean there's like all this special terminology there's all these references to things that you it's just it's very very difficult for you to piece together what's happening and i think i mean like i think that's the biggest failure thankfully thankfully it's the most unimportant part of the game right but it's just it surprises me that they expect like 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 they put this in front of you it's just it's so it's so 180 from what the game really is you know so anyway i'm not going to belabor that too much well, but it, it, there the story element comes into the game when this, this game is broken up into lots of small chunks right so you'll play for i will estimate about 2 minutes and then it's got some sort of story, like for just a few seconds, not the wall of text that you were talking about, but right. um, broken up where, you know... the Some kind of intermission transition where you go from one part of the game to the other. You watch like a flyover, yeah, exactly. and then there's voiceover at the same time. Flyover was the word I was looking for. Like yeah. it, it changes how the camera's working for a minute. You're not controlling anything. It just sort of does this cool visual, has maybe a little story between your strange uh, Star Fox-like frog character <laughs> and your Star Fox-like... Other type of furry character. I don't think he's a frog, dude. I think he's a reptile. It's, yeah, whatever. The same thing. And so, anyway, so there's story that's that's pushed into the game, and I, I'm trying to decide which one came first, right? Because this game in particular, the main gameplay element that's that's different from others, at least, is this sense of time. And so you could potentially... I. Not so much at the beginning of the game, which is what I was playing, because yeah. it's not terribly hard at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you could potentially be like in a very high-stress situation where uh, you want to do really well. You want to make sure you don't get hit because you'll lose time. And we, we talked about this. I'm sure you were going to get into it later. Yeah. Um, you're put in this position where you have to be extremely careful so that you don't get hit and die, which I know is true of a lot of shooters. But um, you only get like one life unless you're going to start at the beginning, right? So um, you have to be really, really careful, and it's all based on time. So then they want to break it up so that you don't have, at least I'm guessing, they want to break it up with these these little intermission scenes so you're not playing for 10 minutes straight in a high-stress situation, right? Well, Otherwise, I, I, they're constantly bombarding I don't, I don't think it's particularly, I mean, for that reason, because there are there's some longer sections. In the beginning, it's... Uh, it's hard for me to characterize actually how it's distributed, but there's long sections and there's short sections. I mean, it's it seems to me like it. there are a lot of short sections. And uh, anyway, like I, like I said, I I can't decide if they had the story and so they just they forced into the game, or if that was a conscious decision, like they wanted to break it up, and so they built a story that would allow them to do that. Well, I I don't think that the existence of the story or the fact that it's so deeply developed was done in order to create pacing. I just, I mean, the pacing's pretty good. It's all right. I mean, it's, that's a technique that a lot of games use. You know, it's, I thought it was lame. I thought it broke it up way too, into oh, you chunks so? that were too that's, small. That's kind of interesting. Um, cause but I mean, maybe, maybe it changes later. And not, not all that much. I mean, it's, like I said, there's long sections and there's short ones. Um, there's, a big, there's a mix of them. But, one thing, right, this is, okay, this is like a really tiny thing, right, but this is like, this is one of the things that, you know, when developers do little nice details like this, I think it really goes a long way toward your appreciation of just how beautiful a game can be. And it's little tiny things like... Suspense, man. Suspense. Suspense. What are you talking about? Don't, don't give it up. Well, I, I, do, I have a feeling like... Maybe some music's about to play or something? Is that yes. what you're getting at? 
like that music right there. We will come back to break from break and hear what is so beautiful about this game. dedicating a lot of this show this week's show to cinemora i hope we're pronouncing that properly by yeah I, I checked okay cinemora because sign mora that was would, would be, be weird um anyway so we're devoting a lot of time uh this week to that game and partially we, because ara loves shooter games and i'm I've, i think i'm falling in love with this yeah. game but but this Honestly. definitely i mean earlier in the show you'll recall that that he called this uh, perhaps a, a five year game. Yes, not there's no perhaps. Okay, something that comes along. So I am rarely. calling this a five year game. Now, five year is about a generation in the video game cycle. Yeah. I know it's it's a little bit longer these days, yeah. but you may be as, you may be wondering why would why would I choose that period of time? Why would I call this five years? Because you get one in a generation. Well, it was actually because it was about five years since I played a shooter that I've enjoyed this much. What was that? Gradius 5. Gradius 5. All right. Good. Well, before we get to the the continuation of that cliffhanger of what is so beautiful in this game, uh, I have to remind everyone about our sponsor, UAT, uh, the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is uat.edu, so please go take a look. If you're interested in making games, listening to what we have to say about game design and, uh, and making your own, you could go there to do it. So do that. Go to uat.edu. All right. So okay, so you you've played this up far too much um, because this was a, this is just a little thing that I wanted to mention, right? But this the way you skip cutscenes, okay? Those those intermissions, those those interstitials well, between. Let's between correct that. You don't game. actually skip. Anything. You don't. You just Sega used to do this with their arcade games. I don't know if you remember a lot. Actual arcade games. Yeah, there were many arcade games. Um, I think. Let's see if I can. Actually, you know what? Like, not just Sega. Like, maybe even like, might have like there might have been an arcade Final Fight potentially. But back in, I'm thinking like, I don't know, like '95 between '95 and 2000. Anyway, there were a lot of arcade games where basically, um, you you never skipped anything. You know, they they implemented some kind of time scale in the way that everything worked. So that if you just held down one of the buttons. Was it? It was like this in Street Fighter too, wasn't it? I think Capcom did a lot of this. No, it would I don't, speed I have up. no idea what you're talking about. If you if you held it in during the non-interactive parts of the game, if you held down a button, everything would speed up, and you would just zoom through it fast forward. I mean, Street Fighter has so little of that that maybe you press a button and the text appears faster. Like yeah, yeah, NES yeah, game yeah. Like in, in between rounds, because I remember distinctly, like in Street Fighter. You know, you'd have the animation of the guys in the background jumping up and down and waving their arm up and down, right? And you know, I remember you know you'd, you'd like hold down the button and then they just like do it like really spasmodically because everything would speed up real fast, right? Okay. So this is this is like instead of just doing a straight up skip, right? It's just like a really beautiful little tiny elegant thing, you know? You just fast forward whenever you want. Well, what that and it just fast forwards. I was just talking about how I didn't like. This, this pacing because yeah. it's it'll throw in like 20 seconds of not doing anything yeah. and maybe some people want that rest I don't I, know I, I, I should mention by the way you played story mode yeah. uh, right before we did the show there's an arcade there's arcade mode which is, is harder but in addition also um, you, it doesn't I think the time of the interstitials is the same but you don't get like any real like it's just the fly through like you don't get any characters talking or anything like that, so there's a lot less interruption. I think you might like that yeah. better. Well, I mean, the the way they set it up, it seemed like story mode was the one you're supposed to play. Like that's, that's yeah, well, the that's, game. It's it's one that you're supposed to play first. 
Yeah. And then after you master story mode, it's funny because you can do like beginner or whatever the easiest difficulty level is for story. But if you pick arcade, can't do that difficulty level. You can either do like expert or like insane. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so it's it's really clear that you're they intend you to play through story mode and kind of master that. And then, then you play arcade mode after that. Okay. And then you do score attacks and boss attacks and so on. So let's focus on, on the gameplay of this that actually separates it from other games. Okay, we, so ta- we talked about the timing. In terms yeah, so of I was alluding energy. to this a little bit. So l- let me break it down really quick for everybody. So basically, you have a timer that always goes down, right? If you shoot things, you get time back. You get time. You accrue time. If you get hit, you'll lose like five seconds every time you get hit. And I want to step in. I argue that they should have sped up the uh, the time gauge if you were firing. Yeah, that's crazy. No, this would have been fantastic. No, you're so insane. if you're not firing, this like is there's why an advantage to not firing. This is why you don't make shooters a lot. How awesome would this have been? So many shooters, people just hold the button down forever. There's a reason why they let you do that. It's because it, it's it it would require you to make too many decisions and process too much. If you had to be really ginger about pressing the Ikaruga button. Ikaruga did, and people loved that game. Yeah, but it, no, it was not in the same way, though. And some people didn't love it. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm sorry. Fine. Keep going. Um, you can make a game like that, though, if you want. Uh, you know what? I would consider doing it <laughs> if I were making a shooter. Okay, so I should... Um, so, so the thing that... Uh, there's... I, I, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying. I'm I'm finding trouble, like trying to explain, like precisely why the game is so good. You know, and it's not just like one thing. You know, it's just that it's just this combination of a lot of things. Just the basics of just the fluidity of the movement. It's just satisfying to fly around and to hit your targets, and they're really, really like the thing that this timer mechanism does. Because what you have to do is that if you want to have enough time. To get, not only just to get the highest score, but especially when you're playing on really hard difficulties, if you want to survive, you're pre- this, this is giving you extra pressure to push yourself to kill more enemies because if you don't, you'll run out of time sooner, right? And so th- this is a really interesting pressure because as the timer's counting down, right, like if it says 13, it's like, okay, like I know I'm running out of time, so i got to hurry. i got to kill more enemies at a faster rate than I have been. Otherwise, I'm going to game over, right? Yeah, but but, it, mean, but they, it doesn't. But it doesn't just slow down at like a second at a time because it's as it's going down, you're killing enemies and it's going up again, right? And so you you get this really really interesting balance of it, it's like the timer is like teetering, right? And you're trying to balance the timer basically, and so that like that tension there is a kind of tension that I've never experienced with any other game. It's really interesting. But still, they're throwing finite enemies at you, so you don't have full control over this. You, that, you yeah, this is what I'm saying. So, so that's, that, that goes into what we were talking about, yeah. the first segment. You, you basically decide, am I going to work harder to kill all of the enemies that come at me? Right. Whereas in other games, like if you didn't care about a power-up that you might be missing, you could just avoid these enemies. Um, but in this one, it, it gives you reason to shoot everybody yeah there's a there's a higher level of tension there it's just this is it's really unique i'm kind of surprised actually that no one's really done this until now but uh, the thing that i thought was special about about this game is it, it has this time distortion bit which i know a lot of games are doing these days so it's not exactly novel in general but i haven't seen it done in a shooter and it makes a lot of difference yeah. it's actually not the first time this kind of thing's been done in a shooter they did put a little twist on it, though. Let me explain what it is real quick, right? So all you do in this game is you move, you shoot, you have a special weapon that's kind of like a bomb, but um, it's not, not really. like a screen clear. It actually, there's a few different ones that do different things. It's basically like a special weapon that you have limited use of. And then you have this other thing, right, where it's just, there's this time scale thing where if you hold down the right trigger, now you have finite use of this, right? But it's funny because they call it a speed up, Right, you could also think of it as a slow time down, but the way they do it is everything slows down in the game when when you hold down the button to use it, except how fast you move and how fast the timer goes down. 
Yeah, so it's essentially speeding you up, but it doesn't. Instead of speeding you up, it slows everybody else down. Right, right? which it, is, it gives you the same, basically the same. Which is really interesting. Effect. Now, another shooter a while ago, like Espgluda, um, had this speed up slow down thing, um, but there, like everything sped up and everything slowed down. Right, so this is not really. It's not really quite like bullet time, although it is. It absolutely is. It is, but it is not in the sense that you're not slowing down your movement. They're just slowing down the enemy's movement relative to you. Yep. And they're keeping the whole point of fixed. bullet time is that it slows everybody except you. That's always how it's been. I mean, this concept of bullet time. Uh, okay, I'm not going to argue the semantics of what bullet time means, dude. But that—that's what it is. Like the, the, you can all, slow everybody down, but still aim or do whatever you need to do at your own speed. Did did the did did Max Payne slow you down when you used bullet time? Okay, so the character would slow down. Yeah, so this is but, what I'm saying. Like, no, it, but in Max Payne, you'd be aiming at things, and so you're aiming okay. like your reticle when at normal it speed. It, and that's that's the value of it, right? Because you can act faster than everybody else. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not going to argue the semantics of what it means. There's most of the games that had used a time scale thing usually just slowed everything down and sped everything up. Okay. You don't think so? Uh, I don't play a ton of games with a time distortion. Okay. Well, right. I haven't played a ton either, but just in going off of what I can remember and the cobwebs in the back of my head. I'm just looking for a way to describe it to the listeners, and I would describe it as bullet time. Okay. Right. Especially because this game has lots of bullets. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I think we did a really expansive job of describing that whole thing. But or it makes a big difference in this type of game, right? Uh, other games try to do it, and it's, and I'm sure they do a fine job, right? But doing it in a shooter is huge because shooters are all about twitch movements, right? You get a screen with literally 200 bullets in it, right? And you have a limited use of this time distortion thing. Right. Uh, that gives people the chance to actually... Like, the thing is, you, dodge. you, you see, like, bullet dodge prodigies play yeah. these games. And great, they're good, but nobody else. It's just not accessible to some other players. This helps it become accessible while not making it just super easy. Yeah, it it's, is, it's actually it's very limited. It's a very natural it. and very intrinsic uh, system to have in the game because the thing that makes it natural and intrinsic is that any kind of thing that a game can ask you do, to do, right, like, okay, dodge these bullets, right, can become more or less interesting or more or less difficult just by changing the time scale. You know, and so the really great thing is that you know you can get past the thing by using your time scale. Um, you can you can learn how to do it the slow way. Then as you get better at it, you start being able to do it faster. You know, and that's a really cool feeling. Yeah, I I have some complaints about the game that like yeah, it I, looks looks cool and it has some fun things. I have it. I have actually a myriad of complaints that I've been delaying. Alright, well, let's give this a couple more minutes, then I do want to talk about some other stuff. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox, video game radio, the Cinemora edition. That's, that's pretty much what it's become. 
Uh, one more reminder, everybody, to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Now, I was saying there's some stuff I don't like about this, and I won't, I won't go into it for too much because I know you've got your own. Um, basically, what I want to say is I don't think it's as amazing as you do. Like, it's got some cool stuff in it. Yeah. I'm not that huge a shooter player, but what bugs me is that it seems very – it adds in those cool elements, but everything else is the same as other shooters. Like, there's a few planes that run around or fly around. You shoot them. They go away real fast. Even the big bosses, like, they, they do a very good job in everything – that is there, right? So what they've done is they've presented large enemies with, you know, interesting bullet patterns and some crazy, what you call them, FU moments where they just come out and make it virtually impossible to avoid something. Um, And they make it easy to identify what you're supposed to shoot, which I like. But I don't know, maybe I'm looking for like more puzzle or more action. There's just, it's still just a bunch of like, put your ship here, shoot at this thing. And I would love to see a shooter that, does something more interesting than that. I think that, um, hey, I don't know what you feel like you're missing, um, but, I mean, this this game does, like, everything I need. I mean, there's... It's it's funny. I, I think that actually, like, one of the things that makes it so great is that, like, the basic atomic gameplay is, you know, it's it's conceptually something that works. Yeah, I guess what they've done is they've they've taken something that we've seen for a long time and just refined it very well. Whereas I'm looking for something like maybe a, a puzzle shooter where you could place mirrors around. Yeah, the but level see, in see, order to see get the thing is the... like here, here's the thing like there's a reason why like these kinds of games that that, 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 you, that we don't see what you just described and that we do see uh, things that uh, for somebody who's maybe like left wanting for novelty. Um, we see, you know, these these kinds of like things that are otherwise, you know, thought as repetitive or or not new or like okay, like I've done this before, right? And and the thing, the reason I think is because, um, you know, not everything innovative is good, you know, and you know the the basic essential atomic gameplay of a shooter. The reason why like I like shooters so much is that it's very pure. I mean, all it is is it's avoidance and aiming. You know, those are very, very basic, essential, atomic things. And when it's done right, you know, with the right accoutrements and so on, it's incredibly satisfying. And if you try and make things more complicated, a lot of time you'll get, uh, let's just say you get, a, I think you'll get a lot of baggage that you didn't think would have uh, have come with it otherwise. You know? Yeah. I mean, I... I cannot say that what you're saying is crazy. But it's it's funny because I'm reminded actually of um you know well, the first time I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night, okay? This is like this is like one of I mean, I don't know. I don't know if if it's in my top 10 or 20 or whatever, but this is like this is a fantastic game, you know. Probably this is one of the top games I think. Um you know in 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 at least in my catalog of games right you know i think i ruined that game for myself because i played it the first time i played it which of course is the time i i devoted most of the time to it yeah uh played it in japanese because i you know i got a japanese copy before the american yeah i don't think you're missing anything you think i mean it's just like you Mm. don't even know the names of the items you're getting doesn't really matter doesn't i I felt like i was missing something you might have been missing being able to read i didn't even know how to beat it like i got all the way up to the end and then didn't know what okay that much you were probably missing but here's the funny thing, right? Is that like when I played it the first time, I was like I had a really actually I had a very very mediocre impression. I was like this is it. This is all. I'm just walking down a hallway and striking at enemies. That's weird to me. I thought you would have loved it right off the bat. Well, part of me did. But then another part of me was expressing what you're just expressing, I think, about Sinamora, which is this kind of like this kind of like feeling that you're left wanting of some novelty that isn't there, but you wish could be there, right? And the one thing that I realized was that I don't know, it's just it's kind of like a re- it was at least in that context, it was like a red herring feeling in a way because I think if it had a whole bunch of extra crazy other stuff in it that I'd get a lot of baggage with that too, that would be negative. 
And just because there was something very simplistic about the basic atomics of the game, you know, on the one hand, like, it feels insufficient. On the other hand, um, I don't think that there was anything actually wrong with that. It didn't make it for a worse game. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it has just expectations, right? Like we just have all these huge expectations, you know, that uh, it's hard to, it's hard for games to meet them sometimes. But anyway, I don't want to digress too much. Let's, let's, let's spend a couple of minutes on things that I think are terrible about this game. And then we'll, then we can put this whole thing to bed. Okay. Well, it, we may very well devote an entire episode to one game, <laughs> which has not been done here before. <laughs> so, okay. So, so one of the things is um, the game is uh, completely unbalanced in terms of like difficulty ramping, I think. Um, you mean that it just gets hard and then easy and then hard and then easy? Yeah. It doesn't really get gradually harder from the beginning to the end. Um, it seems actually like it's like a fairly constant difficulty. One thing that they don't do as well with patterns of bullets is they don't give you patterns of bullets that I think are, um, are balanced in the sense that like, they're just like, you feel like you're being pressured. You'll probably have a different impression because your skill level is different from mine a lot. But like, it's oftentimes I feel like either the bullets are coming so fast at me that I can't do anything about it or they're just too easy. And it was, I didn't find enough bullet patterns that were just of the right difficulty where it's, you know, you feel pressured, right? But it's not overwhelming. Um, I don't know. What, what kind of, how would you characterize your experience with that? Uh, it's, it's similar that it, it varied quite a bit. Yeah. Um, there were some times where I just thought it was crazy. And I, I did not get past those moments where they just shoot a giant laser across the screen. Yeah. So I guess you could avoid if you knew what you were doing. Yeah. So that's what I like to call fuck you moments. Yeah. So, and this is the other thing, like, I don't know why in a game so beautiful, so nicely done, so fair, so everything else good that, I mean, like, there's no way this is inadvertent, right? They just, some parts of the game, they put in these F you moments which are basically something comes at you and the game does not give you adequate time to process what it is. If you don't already know what it is and if you don't already know the correct course of action to take and when to take it, you're just screwed. You're going to lose. And that laser example, the first boss actually has this laser that comes out right away and sweeps the whole screen, right? And... If you don't know that it's going to happen, and if you don't, as soon as you have control, fly to, like, the upper right corner of the screen, you're going to get hit by it. And that's, like, there's no reason to do that. That's not good for anybody. You know, all this does is it just makes people frustrated and want make them want to leave. You know, th- later on in the game, there's, like, something else crazy where there's um, this tunnel that you have to go through, right? And, you know, I kind of alluded to this um, before the show when you were playing on. You go through these tight corridors. They're not super tight, but there's there's collision that hurts you, right? And because of the perspective and the way they draw the walls, it's really hard to see actually where the wall begins and ends. That's true. And that's like, that was horrible. Um, There's no excuse for that. Um, I don't know why even... They, they should just not penalize you, I think, for running into the walls because it's so hard to tell where the, the edge of the wall is. There's this one section, right, where you have to – there's like these particles that you're going through like some kind of like trash chute, right? And so there's like these particles – there's like these blobs of like trash particles that travel in packs, right? And there's some kind of dialogue about how you have to go through the trash or whatever right before it happens. And there's this like system of these lasers, right? And I got killed like 14 times there. No lie. Okay? Because I couldn't figure out like what do I have to do here, right? The game was so obtuse in communicating what was going on. I finally realized that what you have to do is like one of these blobs of trash. You actually have to um, follow it while you're in the middle of one as it passes through these lasers. And then the lasers don't kill you. Yeah, so they did a really bad job of communicating to the player like what had to be done. If you missed that line of dialogue or if you didn't process it correctly, because the first time I missed it, um, and I think 
I would wager almost everybody the first time will miss and not understand. They're actually telling you how to negotiate it through the cutscene dialogue, which they don't do in any other part of the game. Yeah, and that cutscene dialogue is especially like it's something that you don't think matters. <laughs> it's really like this is the other thing. Like the you know, I mean, maybe it's a Hungarian thing. Maybe it's trans like it wasn't translated well or something. But I mean, I don't know if they authored it in Hungarian or English, but. Just the whole story, especially how it's expressed through the cutscenes, it's just, it's so hard to digest. It's like it's just it is. It, it seems like they're speaking a, a different. I don't want to say a different language, right? Yeah. And certainly no pun intended there. But they, it's like they they have a different set of of rules, like conceptually. Yeah. There's like these strings of numbers, and I don't know if they're if the numbers represent planes probably like other characters yeah that's what I think there's like coordinates yeah well they no have idea. like they have their own jargon they have so much jargon that you have you just can't make heads or tails of what's what they're saying you know yeah. but overall overall you love this thing overall i mean like one of the yeah. best games of a long time this is I mean, like i said this is the best shooter i've played since gradius 5 bar none all right well that's coming from you quite a commendation so I guess we would urge people to go play it, right? Is it only Xbox Live Arcade? XBLA. I thought it, was, it seemed like it was coming out for PS3, but I guess it was canceled for PSN. That so, is weird. Yeah, that's what GameFAQ says, however right. far they go. Well, I'm curious to see what other people think. Uh, I don't want to leave Joe hanging. He sent me a Facebook message. He wanted me to talk about my whole uh, cannibalism plan. I am ready to talk about that, but we'll have to wait for another show. Uh, didn't seem to fit in to this this episode. <laughs> but one of these days I'll remember about that, especially if you remind me. Uh, if you guys want us to talk about anything, I think Ara is not going to be around next week, right? That's right. right. I will try to find someone else to fill in his shoes and uh, still bring you a show next week. If you have anything you want us to talk about, please let me know. It would certainly help us get some stuff on that you want to hear. Otherwise, uh, we will just see you next week. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.